Hello and welcome to another episode of the Almond View podcast. I hope you didn't miss my nasal tones too much last week. I am Jake, your host, and joined by me is my Valentine, Thomas Fro. Hey, Valentine's Day, Jake. <laughs> me and you. <laughs> so tonight we both have zero Valentine's Day plans as our girlfriends are actually totally made up. So we're going to be talking about us absolutely shitting the bed against Callie, then move on to a little preview of Rangers on Saturday, then on a better note, talking about the ladies' absolute spanking of Renfrew after a 10-1 victory. Lastly, Tam and I are going to battle out of our newish game of Livy Guess Who to see who's the biggest Valentine's Day virgin of all, all time. So we hope you're having a lovely day, being spoilt with roses from your loved one, but I know what you're thinking. You're like, no. Baby. <laughs> Let's wait until Thursday to make sweet love so we can put our favourite sexy podcast on the big telly. Yeah. So we can have Thomas Fro's weird accent whispering in our ears. Yeah. Well, don't worry. We have you covered with us here at the Almond View Podcast. Well, well, Tam, just let's just you know, let's just keep it going. Let's uh, you know, both of us don't have. Well, you, you might have plans tonight. Why are you being a big loser and talking to me on Valentine's Day? I just got football training, so you know, title-winning teams don't stop for Valentine's Day. No. So, well, <laughs> maybe speaking a bit early there. Hopefully, yeah. title-winning teams don't stop for Valentine's Day. So. I'm here alone. I've got the dog. I've got the nice. Dog. Certainly not Scottish Cup uh, title winning teams, that's for sure, after Livy got absolutely pumped on Saturday today against Cali. Um, well, as I said, Tam, we were both uh, unable to make it. Unfortunately, I had the worst hangover of all time and uh, patched my own father who went to the game by himself. I am the worst son of all time. Okay. Yes, I know. So I stuck to the blanket, Udi, and Twitter updates for myself. Now, I know, Tam, you weren't at the game either, probably, doing your usual Saturday, tongue in your dug and all that. So we were watching the highlights before and we were talking about you know, it looked quite a promising start um, for the boys. There was quite a few chances, the Bradley free kick. You know, watching that without knowing the result, you would think that we would would have dominated them, don't you think? Go on, aye. Like, it looked looked pretty good. I think the boys probably there were probably quite chuffed, you know, 10, 15 minutes in. Mm -hmm. and, until the first goal, at least. But, yeah, it looked like we were doing all right. I, I think it was kind of a bit of a running thread. We were having a bit of, bit of joy in the air. Um, throughout the game, but just couldn't score, which is a bit, you know, for for a team that's been not, I'm not going to say that we're playing free flowing football, but we've been scoring goals like it's not like we've been winning one now every week. Um, so it's a bit odd. It probably just is a kind of the, the way that Cali played the game, sat very very deep, which not that many teams do against mm -hmm. us. Um, sat deep and looked to to get out on the break, which was obviously effective for them. But I, I think first from the highlights anyway, like it looked okay to start off with. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, you know what? And I, I, not that I knew this was coming because I knew it would be a very difficult game. Because if I was going to sit up against Livingston, 
I'd be doing exactly the same. I'd be sitting deep and catching on the counter because we really struggle unless we're out on top and teams are maybe making kind of errors. I think we really struggle when teams don't attack us. Uh, you know, that's our strength is that we sit, we chase down every single ball and then we catch teams on the break. Like, for example, Kelly the other day, you know, Kelly were still trying to attack us and then we can take from that and move on. So, yep. yeah, you know, a better start than maybe what I expected. We did have chances in there. I did say this before that I would have probably have rather played Queen's Park because I think they would have probably given us more in inverted commas a game because I think they would have tried to, you know, the way the form they're in, I think from watching um, Queen's Park, they would have gone at us, maybe not, maybe not, would have gone at us a little bit more and we would have found more holes. But I feel like since I've seen us play against Cali, we naturally kind of shit the bed and they seem really well oiled and able, yes. well oiled, but well, um, well drilled. Discipline. Well drilled. Well drilled. Not oiled, God's sake. I've got the Valentine's Day uh, horny uh, things in my brain. <laughs> the, the Valentine's Day Inverness oil. Um, <laughs> so I don't know what you think. So I, I fully expected it. A really tough game. I was expecting a, a scrape, a shit performance, a 1 0 because we'd maybe have too much firepower. So that start is kind of what I expected. Now, I think Bruce going down early that as soon as my dad texted me that I was genuinely worried I don't know if we've got an update is he do we know if he's okay do we know if I haven't seen anything yeah um so I don't know I don't know if there's been anything out on Twitter or anything like that about about how he's doing it always yeah. looks bad though see when a player goes down on their own yeah and he was holding his groin which is never a fun one they're horrible horrible uh injuries to get over so yeah. you know hopefully he's okay but yeah, yeah i don't he's know had a lot had a lot of minutes as well um you just you just never know but um yeah we wish him all the best if we are missing him but from what martindale said in the interview it did feel like we we in general just throughout the whole game we missed him especially like we seemed like of all our threats were coming from fitzwater obelai for set pieces from but recently yep. it's all come through Bruce maybe coming short, connecting passes, running onto stuff. And I feel like we really, we just missed that, a striker. And it goes to show how, you know, obviously he had his injury troubles earlier in the season, but what a difference he's made in the last few months. You know, we've we've always been supportive of him here, but he's, it just goes to show without him there, you know, he needs to stay fit or we are going to struggle for the rest of the season. Do you agree? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um he's he's been so good the last few weeks. Ever ever since uh the you know that you you can the drill with us. He's been, he's been pretty pretty bloody brilliant. He's obviously got a point to prove after that performance. <laughs> the sheer um, shame of it. Yeah. But no, I think you're right, he's he's such a key player for us. Um and he does he does link up play really well, I think. You know, I often talk about about him as this player who's kind of lethal within twelve yards, but I think the last kind of few games have shown what else he brings to us. Mm -hmm. Like his little bits of work in the box, running in the channels, being a wasp, um, and even kind of linking up with like the likes of Noobs, giving yeah. Noobs someone to uh, bounce a pass off. You know, yeah, it just gives us options. So yeah. Very, very key. Hopefully, he's back, back for the weekend. 
Yeah, absolutely. Now, we did have this. I'm trying to keep it as positive as possible if we talk about the second half of pure train wreck shite. Um, there were a couple of chances, ones for Fitz, for Obelai. Obelai maybe didn't quite take his chance purely because of la- lack of games, would you say? Or do you just think this may be a little bit unlucky and didn't quite catch it? I'm going to go on the pitch. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> pitch is wonderful. No, it's it's a weird one, isn't it? Like you kind of you put him in those positions within that within the box, bought his feet. You usually expect him to have a good kind of swipe at it, but I think he had a, a couple of poor ones. Had a good header, saved, but it was a bit tame. Yeah, and then his shot as well, where he followed up and went wide. It's just a bit of a. It's not like him. I think sometimes maybe 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 you're right. If he had played. You know, consistently, we'd have been a bit more on it with with those chances, but we should be taking them anyway. Um, mm. You know, at least one of those. I think if we go a goal up, it changes the game considerably, big time. Because um, we don't need to push as much. They wouldn't have had the opportunities to break. Yeah. So it's just a shame we didn't get that first goal because I don't think it would have been. I don't think they would have scored three if we would have scored first. No chance. No, I totally agree. I think that was key, and I imagine that was maybe in you know, well, I can't speak for David Martindale, but I imagine that was that was his key. That's why it was so frustrating, and you know, maybe obviously we're just talking in ifs and buts, but maybe that was playing on the player's mind. The longer it went on, yeah, the the, the the more you start to push when you try too hard, it's it's not quite working. So, um, yeah, positive enough first half now. Speaking of Obelai, I did hear um, just from the group chat, I think generally looked a bit shaky. Jordan's, Jordan Rind, who picks a player to kind of uh, shout at every year. It was Max last year. It was someone else before, which was quite funny. No, Menga was his last one. Uh, Obelai is his new one, apparently. So I imagine, do you think instead of, because before we were against Celtic, we went against a back three with him. Fitzwater and boys, you think you'll just go for a back four and just go for boys and Fitzwater again? I don't know. I, I think to be fair, the the biggest worry that the players that Jordan always shouts at are is that they'll get their MOT failed for them. Um, <laughs> so you know, watch out, I'll go somewhere else for your car. But don't everyone else go go yeah. to uh, Alistair Stables at Pumford Snow Center because he's a yeah. he's a legend. Um, but no, uh, I, I think. Yeah, I mean, obviously we'll talk about Rangers in a bit, but it's it's a difficult one because the teams that seem to do all right against them seem to come out and play a wee bit more. I think we... Like, we've got nothing to lose for that game. I don't think... You know, obviously every point is important, but I think we've got a better chance of getting a point if we score first, like we kind of did early in the season. Yeah. Um... Yeah, you know what? I would go for it, but I think I'd play a four. I'd play a I think four. I'd go for, 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 you know, boys for his pace and kind of a bit more athleticism and then Fitzy for, for you know, cause, like, they've been such a good partnership this season, certainly mm-hmm. from when boys has been back fit. Um, I'd probably go for, for those two. Uh, you know, Rangers are picking up a bit of form at right at the wrong time. Um, didn't stop Scott Tiffany the other night though, did it? Uh, <laughs> a wonderful <laughs> solo goal for the halfway line. Kind uh, of unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable finish. What a goal! Um, but yeah, I'd go, I'd go with a four. I think, but you know, it's Davy. We'll, we'll probably play a five, and 
Yeah, we don't know. I don't know. We don't know. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the bad news then. Let's you don't we don't have to talk about it too much. Uh two overall, two great goals um from Mackay. But as we said watching the highlights, the boys have got to do better. They were so far apart. Yeah. The ball over the top. It was like After a chance on them on the break. I, it was just the I think I can't remember if it was the first or the second goal, but there was like you could have fit a truck between Io and Fitzy. Mm-hmm. Like that is so easy. That is your dream as a striker to get that much space between defenders. And credit to Mackay, amazing finishes. I mean, all three goals were quality, quality finishes, especially mm-hmm. against the keeper that's kind of in a bit of form like Shamal. Yeah. Like. But yeah, we just got carved open way too easy. We relaxed. We didn't kind of impose ourselves defensively mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was three breaks, but you know, three bad breaks where you don't defend well enough, and you're you're at the cup, embarrassed by a championship team. So it's no good enough. We need to be doing better. Um, yeah. yeah. So um, just speaking about Shamal, I saw a really horrible, horrible tweet or something about. That Rangers <laughs> are are actually in for him, but I imagine that would just mean at the end of the season is what what they're looking for. Quite an odd decision, if if you ask me. I don't know if it's true or not, but for a team like Rangers, if they really want to be challenging Celtic, picking Levy's number one keeper, they're obviously impressed. He's young enough as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they probably that news couldn't have come at a worse time oh. for Shamal because knowing McGregor, he'll probably fucking break his legs at the weekend <laughs> like boys are an absolute fruit loop um, but no I mean it, I think he's good enough mm-hmm. I think there's probably it, it depends like because they, they might be looking at money and like you know we'll get a fee for him for sure because of his contract yeah. length mm-hmm. but it's like well will they be able to get something for the same value elsewhere and maybe they won't and maybe they're not looking at him as a number one maybe it's to be replaced McLaughlin, you know, yeah. but it's if you interesting think... because I think that's something that they've lacked there is depth, and McCrory apparently doesn't exist to Rangers anymore. So <laughs> good because he's he's mince. But just thinking <laughs> hypothetically, you know, uh, we've got a lot of guys end of contracts at the end of the season. You know, obviously we don't have. We don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully, I'd, I'd love for every single one of them to stay. But let's talk hypothetically, right? What's that? Fitzwater, Devlin, Holt, Omeonga, Omeonga, and someone else potentially leaving, or and yep. then you get a fee from someone like Shamal that can help rebuild the squad again. You know, unfortunately, as in Livingston's situation, you've got to consider <laughs> these these options, which is <sighs> definitely shite. Actually. Okay. Could be a big kind of overhaul this summer, which is a shame to see because I think I remember last last summer Davey saying this was the first time that he's been able to kind of not have to think too much about the transfers and bedding new players in. Obviously, we yeah. we made a few additions, mm-hmm. but we kept largely the same squad as last season, mm-hmm. and you know, hypothetically, we could be changing five or six starters for next year, which is slightly concerning. But it is. it's 
I, I'm trying to think about it because we've still got the end of the season to go. Yeah. If this group of players, if people do move on at the end of the season, then they move on. But if they get us into Europe, I'll fucking love them forever. So, and if they don't get us into Europe, I'll hate them forever. So, just so. Yeah, I'll happily uh, walk them out of uh, the Tony Mac. (laughs) If we we lose our last minute goal in Motherwell that drops us at the top six or drops us at the top four, again, I will happily go take driving lessons and drive you. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only thing that will actually get you to get a car like everybody else in Livingston, you fucking idiot. (laughs) Uh, Livingston's great. It's got loads of paths. Don't worry about it. I'm, I'm good. Okay, can't go around the roundabout and walking it, mate. Um, but you know, listen, Davy's done it before. You know, we've got to have faith to that point that he will make it work at, at some way or another. So let's keep positive, let's keep positive ish until we, uh, you know, again, let's not talk about it too much because, like I said, I'm already fucking bailing about it. But the second goal overall, you know, what kind of really happened there? It's like Kelly didn't quite give someone the shout that he was coming in. It's like Devlin wasn't, there was two, all three of them, or maybe four of them in the box, were watching the ball. Which yeah. is like, one-on-one defending, really. It's, and, and, you know, we have, you know, I saw a comment that we need to get rid of the whole new back four, get rid of them all and start again. I think it's it's pretty unfair. I think we've, a, a lot of times this season, we've been really, really strong. I've been really positive about boys. Um, but I just like it's just like it's like we were rattled. Like we just could not. Like Cam Carson described it as putting one of the worst lovely performances he's seen all season. We just, it's like we just were so rattled. We just could not even do the basics right. Um, would you agree? From looking at that shocker, it was like it was looked like a Sunday league goal, man. It was. It was amateur hour. It was absolute amateur hour. And it's a shame because it's something that we've done kind of reasonably well for the most part. You know. Like having a look, we've we've conceded less goals than less goals than Hearts this season. Less goals we've conceded less goals than Hearts, less goals than Hibs. You know, less goals than pretty much everyone below us apart from Saint Mirren. That's, like, that's that's an amazing achievement, really. That's pretty good, and it shows that we've been pretty pretty tight at the back this season. Mm-hmm. Despite there being kind of a few combinations at play with boys being injured at the start of the season, mm-hmm. so I think yeah, I saw the comment as well about them all getting, but the whole back four. I, I do think that's a tad a bit, harsh. A, a raging a few eight pints deep tweet, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's the sort of thing that I would tweet after eight pints. To be fair, yeah, <laughs> I, might, I might have been tweeting that if I was at the game on Saturday. So <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. I can't. And criticise there. No, no judgment, no judgment. That's, yeah, that's for sure for the, for this time around. Okay, um, and maybe my last point again, not really a positive one. Wasn't at the game, but you know it does make me think. You know, if, if Bruce ever was out, we would we would do it differently. I imagine Newbley would through the middle, but Guthrie had a couple of chances. Not, I hate. It happens to me every season. I'll have a pick, and Povey will disagree with me, and I'll be like, "Oh fuck you, Povey, I disagree." And he, every season, he's right. He called out Guthrie very early on. I I don't I can't imagine he's going to be a Livingston player um, by the end of the season, just by performances we've seen. I just don't think his it's like his heart's not really in it. Really, it does look a little bit like that, doesn't it? It's yeah. it's weird because he he actually gets himself into decent positions. Mm-hmm. Like he loves a header and he always gets himself in and about the box and he always mm. kind of 
almost gets to maybe he just needs a goal. Like yeah. If he got yeah, yeah, one, yeah. he might get a few. Like if yeah. he it was he if he was to finish the season on three or four goals, I think we could call it probably a success. Yeah. Especially with the games because three or four goals for Ontar could mean, you know, massive things for us yeah. at the end of the season, especially post split. But yeah, I think I think he needs a goal it can improve and especially with how well the kind of the others certainly, you know, Bruce and Noobs have been doing recently. Mm-hmm. I think my my concern or where I'm interested what I'm interested in is, you know, I know Bahambula came on the other day, but he was doing quite well before and he seems to have been kind of he's been benched a bit more recently, hasn't played as much. What yeah. what do you think what do you make of that? Uh, I think has to be because Bradley's been so good. I think yeah. Bradley came on, you know, what a threat he's kind of created. I always felt Dylan had like 10 minute spells of being yeah. really good and you're like this guy's a player and then he'll kind of go missing a bit and defensively I don't really rate him Um, but Bradley's just been kind of consistent throughout and I really like him being left footed as well and creating that you know that he can swap over I think he just brings a little bit more don't, not that I don't rate Bambula I think he's been a, a good asset I'd like to see him play more Um. But I, he just he, he can't when there's a player in his position playing so well. You know, would be Martindale would be silly to drop Bradley at the moment. Yeah. But I do feel he's been a little bit hard done by naturally just because of the performance of Bradley. Because I don't think he's really done anything wrong. I don't think. I think when he's coming back at the same time as well. Yeah, you know, well, you Bradley yeah. getting into the swing, uh, Bruce picking up some form, and Nibs getting back. Obviously, only last weekend. But yeah, that kind of. Hurts his place a little bit, but yeah. you know, I think again, I think he can be an asset towards the end of the season because there's a lot of games to play. It's it's all fucked up because of the World Cup this year. So yeah, um, I think yeah, nat- fingers crossed. Naturally, I think it's quite difficult to be a striker at Livingston. You know, like we've got such such a set way of playing. You know, there's not really a plan B. It's like this is the system we're playing. You you just have to make it work. You know we've seen so many strikers really struggle. I I I miss him just because he was funny to look at. Soto was never that type of striker to do that. No, Isma never that type of striker to do what Bruce Anderson does. We've just been so lucky that Bruce has adapted so well, and we've had the delivery of of certain points. You know and and yeah. put them away. Because guys like Guthrie that really aren't, you know, he kind of strikes me as these kind of, you know, your four four two kind of striker, you know, in that way. Maybe in a different system, these guys would work. Yeah. But it's so effective for us because we need it to be so midfield heavy, and that's the way that we've done it for so well that it, it's def. I do, I do feel for strikers, so we it's quite easy for us to, as punters to be like fucking that striker's shite because he's not Bruce, he's not doing that because we've found these like you know, diamonds in the rough of like Nubly and Bruce that are so versatile and oh well yep. Nubly's just a bit of a different so I do I do feel for them but at the same time try harder. <laughs> exactly run. Do some running fucking run. <laughs> it's easy it's easier said than but uh aye. Aye. Okay Thomas, I hope you've had enough of doom and gloom. Because on Sunday, you were at the Tony Mac to watch a 10-1 victory, a fucking absolute Valentine's Day shagging of Renfrew, which we we definitely did not expect to happen with the top of the table clash. So overall, just going to talk about 
there's obviously a lot to get through. Talk about the, the team as a whole. Um, I've got kind of my points from just watching the highlights too. You, it's the first game that you've texted us going, this is frightening. What's <laughs> what you're witnessing? I think I think that's that's that sums it up really. Frightening was, you know, the right words for it. Lovey started strong. Um, you know, we're moving the ball the ball about really really well. Um, got the early goal, which obviously helps in games like this, because you know you know Livingston had a fairly comfortable win against Renfrew last time, but Renfrew are a good side um, who can cause issues, and. You know, once the goals started in, started going in, they just didn't really stop. Renfrew yeah. never really got a foot in the game at all. They were they couldn't get the ball to stick up front. The defence did really well. They were winning everything back quickly, or Renfrew were just putting it over the top. The the midfield controlled it. The midfield moved the ball about really, really well, and they were creating goals. I think that was the big thing about the goals earlier in the game. They weren't from, you know, we've been very dangerous in these wide positions, you know, a lot of the season. Some really <laughs> deadly deliveries. But some of the, the, you know, the passing through the middle, they're just knocking it around them. It was like watching Pep's Barcelona play, like the way they were just like toying with the teams. It was mm-hmm. utterly ludicrous. And yeah, it just kind of kept on going um, yeah. to the point where, you know, I was sitting there, I felt, you know, I'm never that comfortable at those games just because of nerves. Mm-hmm. But when you're sitting 6 not up just after half time, I think you can feel a wee bit comfortable and start to enjoy it a bit, to yeah. be honest. And obviously they did too, as the, the, the goals kind of kept coming. My, yeah. um, so just from watching the highlights myself, I thought, we've mentioned about this before we started, like, even though it actually had to have, you know, play of the match with having a hat trick, I, I totally get that. But Jen Dodds, like, you know, when I first watched her, she seemed like that kind of st- like kind of Brucey style striker, able to get yep. on the end of things in the right positions at the right time. I felt that what kind of shows maybe how much work she's been putting in. I don't, obviously I don't know the kind of scenes, but you know her coming short, we touches making some great passes through. I thought for me she was. I know she did the interview at the end purely because Blair probably thought the same. You know, she was absolutely amazing. Some of yeah. the the touches, the confidence of it, maybe that was you know it's what she needed, and I, I, there's no way she can't start next week because it was so good. Yeah, I think it was it was really good to see Ash and Jen starting up front again. Um, it's been a while. Uh, I think I think since they both started, but yeah, she looked she was she was brilliant. I think it was her best game in Olivia by a long, long way, and oh. as you said, creating in all stages of the. The build-up, you know, scoring goals, taking finishes well, but also the the creation was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the, I think it was uh, Ashy's first goal. Yeah, it was Ashy's first goal. The passing that led up to that goal. Yeah, and I think it was between Brogan, Jen, and Ash between the three mm-hmm. of them. Unbelievable, absolutely mm-hmm. unbelievable. Um, so you know, it was a joy to watch. To be honest, was, was Brogan playing that kind of number ten role? Aye. Yeah, so, I, want, I think I think she was actually playing in midfield. Like, so it was an interesting kind of shape. Is they played more of a flat three or like two with like a defensive midfielder behind them? Um, Gemma had picked up an injury during the week, I believe, and so Ray stepped in, who I thought did a great job at defensive midfield. But mm-hmm. what that kind of that two deeper ones is, it kind of allowed them to like 
one of them to step up. So obviously Shannon with the first goal stepped up for the midfield to get in at that space. And then yeah. Brogan was doing it as well. Um, Brogan probably played a lot deeper than we'd seen her, seen her so far at Livy when she'd mm-hmm. been playing up front, but she really really, really good in that role. Um, so, yeah, it was just very dynamic. I think when they realised earlier, I think Paul's idea of playing the, the three with the defensive midfielder was that the Renfrew were going to give them more of a game. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which didn't happen. Um, but the tactics worked fantastically well, so credit to to Paul and the team as well. Um, really, really good for them. But obviously all around the park, it was brilliant. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so I think my award for the horniest goal of the weekend goes to Ashley Elizabeth. Did you see her? She shagged the ball into the back of the net. Yeah. Was it last week as well? She scored with like her leg, like the top part of her leg or something like that. It seemed like an odd finish that's a few and then there's another odd finish i'm sure that was about three kind of body part kind of call it instinct just call it instinct instinct. i I love i love that i love that you can't beat a good valentine's horny goal into the just thrusted it into the back of the net it's not i've not seen that for a long time but i mean you can tell just the confidence they've got like going i'm gonna shag this into the goal i know this is going in it's brilliant you know as you know (laughs) it's gotta respect it from from one, I don't know if you're going to mention this, but I thought I'd bring this up. From <laughs> okay. one goal that, from the horniest goal, to <laughs> the worst decision of the game, Shannon's header. Did you see it in yeah. the highlight? Yeah, I did. That ball wasn't over the line, right? It was nowhere near over the line. Nah. I could see it was nowhere near over the line for 40 yards away. Yeah. Referees had a mare there. I think... Yeah. You know, I think it's very fortunate for the referee that the rest of the game was uh, so one-sided. Very, very one-sided, and that goal didn't change anything because Blair had prime position to show that that was nowhere near. How the fuck? I think so. Like, generally, not to defend referees at all, and with no linos, that's a tough call. You know, to call that, like, you know, it's how can you see the angle from where from where I'm sure it was was it he, yeah. the ref where he was, but yeah, I mean, but fuck him. <laughs> no, don't. We need him every week to get us extra goals. Yeah, fucking get. What are you up to next? Get him along every week. I need you along. Uh, get along against Morton at the weekend. So that is who Olivia have got up next. I'm just checking. It's is it? It's at the Tony Mac. Uh, Tony Mac. Tony Mac on Sunday. Yeah, four p.m. Um, so guys, if you are about, please. Um, pop down and see ladies because they might win 20 nil this time but um they've played the ladies were did beat morton last time am i right yes yeah so what what do you kind of expect from sunday playing at home seem confidence seems to be high you know the general front four we've gotten at the moment you know flying in each way it seems like we've got strength off the bench um, pro- you know, it seems like the, the the strongest squad we've had since we gen- well since this podcast has generally been following the the ladies team. Yeah, what's kind of what's kind of scary about that kind of performance at the weekend as well was Beth McKay wasn't there, who's obviously yeah. come come in and made an impact. Yeah. Um. So she wasn't even playing. So you know, you can argue that there's another wide player there that can create goals and and score score goals. Yeah. So yeah, the squad's squad's in a really good place strength wise. Um, for the Morton game at the weekend, I think I expect kind of more of the same. I think Lovey will be on the front foot for the most part. Playing at home 
Um, the record's ridiculously good at home uh, mm. this season. Um, don't, they've not dropped points at home this season. Wow, I did not, I, that's brilliant. Yeah, they've got so they're sitting on two draws and a loss. A draw in the opening day away to Drybrah, draw away up to Cali um, yeah. last week, and then the loss was away to Rossville. So, mm. you know, it's uh, very it's a fortress. Tony Mack's yeah. an absolute fortress this season. And then the win at the weekend just will solidify that. Um, yeah. Morton are sitting bottom in the league. They're, they're probably not up to it kinda, with the level of some teams. I think some teams have turned around a little bit. So Cali yeah. had a pretty poor start. Driver had a pretty poor start. But they've kind of started to pick up points now. Um, Driver in particular have done really well recently. But Morton, they seem to be struggling a little bit. So... You know, it'd be interesting to see what Paul goes for. Um, I'd maybe like to say maybe a wee bit more rotation. They've got a lot of games to play between now and the end of the season. Um, be good to get some kind of the faces that we've not seen them as much on the park. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, we're expecting a, a strong, strong performance from Livingston. Okay, last up on our agenda of the podcast tonight, we're going to play a new game. It kind of makes you think, I think we may have played it in some form before, but just because it's me and Tam on our beautiful Valentine's Day podcast, we're going to play a game of Livy Guess Who. Now, I'll because you can't see my hands, don't worry, we've made props. We've not made props. Uh, of the natural game, the kids game with all the faces, but we're making our own version. So what's going to happen is I'm going to ask Tam a question about his player, yes or no answer, and then whoever can guess the player first or put Livingston, or related to Livingston person is the winner. Okay, Tam, are you ready to fucking lose? I I am not ready to lose because I feel like you might have just given me a hint. Nah, I, that was that was me to try and throw you off the mark, to be honest. Because okay. I, I was I was going to do that, but no. Or is this a double bluff? You're saying the double down. bluff, baby. Oh. <laughs> okay, right. Let's go. Do you want to? Who wants to go first? Let's flip a coin. Let's flip a coin. I have a coin. I've got a coin. Here we right, go. Right. Head, heads or tails, you handsome bastard. Uh, right, flip it. Head. It is tails. I'm oh, going no. to. Sorry, there you go. It's That's tails. okay. I believe you, Jim. <laughs> imagine, imagine if I judiced you out of that of a coin flip. God. Anyway, no, I'm not that scummy. So, okay. Let's go. Hmm. Has your player played in the last and since we? Has your player played since we've been promoted to the SPL? Yes. Is your player a current player? No. Okay. Is your player, was your player, is your player a regular name on the score sheet? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Is your player... Oh. Sorry. Did your player play for us in the Premier League? SPL. Yes. SPL. Yes. I can't. I can't say more than that. He has. Yeah, yeah that's fine. In, in the upper, an upper league, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In the um, top league. In the top can... league. Top league. There you go. Is your player a defender? According to Wikipedia, yes, but no. I don't think so. Give me a sec. Yeah, no, no, he's not. No, he's not. Okay. 
did your player play for us in the 2004 Cup final? No. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. Has your player left Livingston? Yes. Is your player British? Yes. Oh. Is your player Scottish? Yes. Is your player... I don't know if I've asked this. Did I ask if they were a current player? I think I did, right? Uh, no. Is your player a current player? No. <laughs> there we go. Oh, it's hard to think on the spot, isn't it? Like, I should, yeah, it's, it's tough. One of the questions. Um, so, is your player versatile? So, it plays and I played a number. So, has your play? Did your player play a number of positions for Livingston? For Livingston, no. But Wikipedia says he's a defender, and other places says he's a midfielder. So, he must be relatively versatile, you know. Okay, cool. Um, has your does your play have you has your player played for us since we got promoted? No. Oh, okay. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Has your player does your player play in the SPL now? No. No. I had, I had a line I had a line of questioning ready now and I I'm, you've totally swung me off. Fuck. Yeah. Great. Um Your player's British, played for us in the Premier League or the top league. Not since we got promoted, so it must have been last time, but not in 2004. <laughs> have we had your player as a guest on the podcast? I can't see my I can't see my answer. I want to say, but I'm going to say no. Okay. Okay. Um. So let's recap then. So yours is Scottish, a kind of defender midfield player, played with us in the SPL. Is your player now a manager? No. Okay. Is your player a goalkeeper? No. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so you said you is your player English? No, he's Scottish. Oh, you said, oh, said Scottish, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I'll give you another one for that. All right, thank you. Sorry, there's so many. To this. We're, we're getting on, we're getting <laughs> very deep. Like, uh, oh, okay. Um, Scottish. And you, did you, and I asked you if he'd played in the SPF, he played in the SPL now. It doesn't currently, no. Yeah, so does he, does he play in England now? No. Has as your player? Jeez, this is really hard. It's actually really hard. I mean, is he a defender? No. Okay. Okay. Um, is your player a, a little bit? Is, is your player someone that I would know well? Personally. No, as like a, 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 for example, a player that I would speak about for Livingston. Was he a was he a good player? Was he popular at the club kind of thing? I feel like that's a loaded question. All right, <laughs> sorry again. So, would, would it be someone that I would speak about? Is your player someone I would speak about in high regard from their time at Livingston? No. Yeah, 
fucking arsehole, right? Is I feel like I'm just going through the park. Is your player a midfielder? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. It's um, not cheating to use Google, is it? Uh, probably. Oh, yeah, it is. It, is. <laughs> it might mean that we never get it, but... I know, but let's, let's say we've got... Should we give each other like three questions left? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. this could go on for like forever. Yeah, um, yeah, we need to start guessing. Um, so yours is Scottish defense, kind of defensive-ish midfielder. Played for us in the SPL. Wasn't popular. Um, doesn't play in England now. Isn't a manager. Isn't a manager. Uh, is is your player still playing football? Allegedly. As your player, did they play in the first in the in the season that we came third in the Premier League? No. Oh. So between then and two thousand and four. Oh, this is banging. I'm gonna be kicking myself for this, isn't I? He's. Uh, yeah, I'll give you a clue. He is—he's a really well-known player. It's like throughout the whole throughout the UK. Throughout the UK. Throughout the UK, well-known. Can I have a clue, please? Um. We we had high hopes for the player that we're talking about, but it was very very quickly, uh, obvious that it wasn't going to be as we had hoped and since we've been since we've I think been you were at his debut That's his debut I think you were there I think you were I, I might be wrong it's not um, it's not Greg Wilde is it yes you got it yes <laughs> Oh fuck it. What a shit business thing. I hate that. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. What right. a player. What a man. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Got there in the end, guys. I bet you were all at the edge of your bloody seats. Uh okay. I've got you've got two two more guesses now. Come on. God, I am so I need I need one more clue from you. I need I'll give you two clues. He, he plays in the SPL now. He plays in the SPL now. Think about some of the questions I've asked you as well. Is he a manager? No, that's not my question. Because he plays in the SPL. Um, Does he play for St. Johnston? No. I'm fucked here. Plays in the SPL. Like, is it Robert Snodgrass? It's Robert Snodgrass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Robert Snodgrass. Oh, there you go. Uh, wow. God, that would be way too long. That's hard. That is hard. That's maybe something we can we need to practice and have questions ready. I reckon Liam and Owen would be really good at that. Actually, so would Paul be, to be honest. I think the, th- the three people who would be really good at that game are not here. <laughs> yeah. Too popular with the, the female race to be here. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're uh, away having nice Valentine's Day plans. I'm glad you yeah. went down that route. 
having nice Valentines. <laughs> yeah, definitely having more sex than me, that's for sure. <laughs> does Lucy uh, listen? She does not listen, funnily enough. Um, yeah, she's not. Uh, I've got her uh, I've got her a Livingston top that had her initials on it because I thought she could wear it to school because I thought it'd be funny. It's never left the drawer. How old is Lucy, Jake? 20. She teaches at school. Yeah. Sorry, I, I didn't. Yeah, she's not. <laughs> oh my god, that could have came across so bad. Yeah, she's a twenty-seven-year-old female that works at a school. Just want to clarify that you know people in the media never know (laughs) for the listeners. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a pedo, okay? I'm not a pedo. Anyway, that's all we've got time for. I'm not a pedo. Um, Join us next week for the (laughs) when the guys will be back. And please, I'm not. I'm not a pedo. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a pedo. (laughs) There we go. Is that us? <laughs> I think that's us. Thanks very much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please check out our previous episodes that include interviews with Livingston legends such as David Fernandez, Barry Wilson, John Guthrie, Sean Byrne, and many more. Check out our social media. Twitter and Instagram is at AlmaViewPod. Facebook and YouTube, just search for AlmaViewPodcast. And make sure to subscribe to wherever you get your, wherever you stream your podcasts to notify about when we drop new. <laughs> <laughs>